0: Hello and welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms. I'm Kate Taylor, creativity and empowerment coach, and I'm on a mission to help us live an embodied life full of creative expression through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. Wonderful Practical Magic listeners, welcome back after the summer hiatus. I've been away, I've been on holiday, I've been on a sun lounger, I've been swimming every day in August. So we're back with a vengeance. September and October on the Practical Magic podcast are all going to be about resetting and refocusing and we're going to have a series of interviews of incredible people who are really going to set this new term feeling with some inspiration and motivation for you all. This week, I am in conversation with Selena Barker. We're going to be talking about career change. This woman needs no introduction. We have spoken a few times on Project Love. She's one half of Project Love. We're going to be talking about how to define your own career path in this session here today. And why it's always a constantly evolving program and project. I know you're going to love Selena as much as I do. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Oh my god, I'm so opposite. The most gorgeous effervescent smile in the world. She literally does light up the room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here was Selena Barker, who was one half of Project Love, and we've spoken before, we as you know. But I just had to get you back. And today we're going to be talking about career change because. <sighs> This is part of the Reset and Refocus sessions for September. Amazing. Because it does have that back-to-school vibe, doesn't it, September? Very much so. We kind totally. of come out of the holidays going, right, I'm going to change the world yeah. as we're laying on our sun lounger.
1: Exactly. Now it's time. Now it's Winter time. Winter is coming. Yes. <laughs> Hunkering
0: down. Yeah, let's exactly. Let's make, make shit happen. Yeah. So how did you get into doing career? Because so, you're a career change coach. That's what you do, isn't it? Yeah. How did you get into it? Tell me a bit more about it.
1: So I have been doing it for like a decade, a really long time. It still amazes me. It amazes me, one, that I've been working for that long, longer. But two, that I still love it. It still feels fresh. It still feels exciting. Every new client, well, of course, they're totally unique. And so their journey is totally unique. And so, yeah, I love it. How I got into it was... Because you've got a brilliant story. Yeah. It's so. I will share Share. the story. So I stepped out of university, like so many people, into the world of work, and I was like, shit, now what? I mean, I had been given terrible, terrible careers advice, which basically said, you can be a teacher, or because I did languages, or a translator. So there you go, your two options. And I was like, that's it? Yeah. "Yeah." Because, you know. You did languages, so those are your options. So I w- didn't do that. I went. I followed, I did follow my passion. I did start off by following my passion. I went into working for the Ecologist magazine because I was really into campaigning about you know, environmental issues at the time. And so I got into the Ecologist magazine and I blagged my way into a job as marketing manager. So I was like, oh my God, this is my dream job. Communication, getting out there, spreading the word, making a difference, all the rest of it. But then the reality of it set in probably within the first three to six months. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is like school. So throughout school, I had just, promi- I just reminded myself, you will be out of this one day. You won't have to
0: sit at a desk every day being told what to do. Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: From nine till three. And I'm no, like, no. No, that's never going to happen. Worse, it's going to be <laughs> nine till six, seven, eight, nine. So I was just, and I'd been such a good girl at school. I'd really followed the rules. I'd never rebelled. And suddenly, at like the ripe old age of 24, whatever age I was, I went, fuck this. Yeah. I was like, no way am I doing this for the next 40 years. I suddenly realised how much I'd hated... <coughs> Sorry. I suddenly realised how much I hated being told what to do. And after however many years it was in education, I was just like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm not doing this. I had no idea. There was no other option offered out to me. I was very much from... Um, you know surrounded by people who were employed that was that was that was the only option and even my friends at of university were like well of course it's hard but like we're all in this together this is what you're supposed to do like stop rocking so, the boat and yeah. saying there must be another way then it's like just. getting into factory settings isn't totally. it totally I remember my mum saying well it's called work for a reason so stop being such a dreamer everyone would love to love what they do but you just gotta, you know, hunker down and get on with it. And you know, <laughs> I was like, great, okay. And so I I just was like, no, I know that there are people out there doing stuff that they love. They are creating careers out of off the beaten path. They've got their own businesses, they're being creative, they're being I know they're out, I don't know them, but I know that they're out there. And so I was like, I'm going to go and find those people. I'm going to hang out with them. I'm going to learn from them. I'm going to create my own career that I love off the beaten track. And and I I swear, I remember saying this to a guy at the magazine that I was working at. I said, and then I'm going to come back. And once I've learned how to do it, I'm going to come back and show anyone else who wants to do it too, how they can do it as well. Amazing. And bring them all into this world. They must have been like, yeah, okay,
0: good luck with that. (laughs) Just join us in our miserableness. Uh, Yeah,
1: Exactly. And not realising at the time, what I was basically saying was, I'm going off to become a career change coach. Yeah. But then I, I was, because I went out there and I talked about it and I dared to share the dream. So despite being told stop being such a dreamer, which I wasn't just hearing from my mum, bless her, because she wants to, you know, I see this all the time with families now. It's like they want to keep you safe. Of course. Sure, they want you to be happy, but they really want to keep you safe and so they're going to want you to go down a path that doesn't feel risky so i get where she was coming from particularly from her generation and i just went again the rebellious spirit came in and i oh i am grateful every day for that side of me finally coming out she stayed dormant for all my like teenage years and then in my 20s came out and i was like i'm not going to stop being a dreamer i'm going to start taking my dreams seriously and it felt like such a delicious rebellious act and so I just started telling people like, what I wanted to do and I wanted to go out and find these people. And this guy said, I'm actually starting a company to help people change career. And it became Career Shifters, which still exists to this day. And so I was one of the co-founders and I looked after creating the content. So I went off and I interviewed so many successful career changers, like hundreds and hundreds of career change coaches to find out, to understand what that journey was like Um, and what some of the key phases of changing career were. So after three years, um, I was running workshops. I'd written the Career Shifters Guide to Career Change, and I really understood the journey. And, of course, there's no one, you know, six-step formula to any of it, but there are key phases. And then a lot of of the career coaches that I was meeting were saying, you know, you'd be great as a coach. And I was like... Come on, where's the challenge of being a coach? Just a lot of chatting, and they were like, "Okay, because <laughs> you don't like <laughs> to chat, <laughs> you give it a try and then come back and tell us <laughs> it's just a lot of chatting and there's no challenge to it." And then actually, because I needed to make money, I um, coached a couple of friends, as you know, to try it out. And the first time I tried it, I was like, oh, "No, I'm not sure about this." He was particularly challenging, <laughs> first client. And the second one I did. I came away going, oh my God, this is the work I was born to do, and for the first—I'm sure you all know what this is like. For the first time, my intuition became not just a real thing because I'd always kind of like, oh, that what well, I don't know why I'm picking up on stuff that people aren't saying, but it's freaking them out, it's freaking me out, and the world's a scary place with all this messed up stuff coming into my head, and I don't know what it's from. But suddenly it became real, and suddenly it became practical, and I was like, oh wow. This is very useful when you're coaching people because the stuff they're not saying that you're getting intuitively and knowing how to guide them and knowing and trusting the process when you like without fully knowing what the process is. But the intuitive process, I was just like, magic is real. Yeah. (laughs) And I know how to use it. Well,
0: isn't it something like 3% of our verbal communication is communication and the rest is nonverbal? Yeah. Which, you know, and actually listening to you now, like all of this has been intuition. Following the breadcrumbs of everywhere that you've gone from school to where you are now is totally going on. Let me listen to myself. Yeah. Let me trust myself. Yeah. I know that there is something more. If you just stayed and listened to your mum, the school's, you know, the career advice, all that kind of stuff, you would be in a very different place. Oh my God. You would look like a different person. Yeah. You would be a different person.
1: Yeah. And yeah, the sort of path of logic. Yeah, and the sensible path I see so people get stuck in this so often, doing what feels sensible and what feels safe, and thinking that that is that's what they should do, and actually, yeah, just going, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a leap of faith, and this could totally fail, but I'm willing to give it a go. Yeah, and that's it has literally, and now my career has been moments one after another like that, and at that time, if you told me that one day I would be um running a business that talks about love I'd be like you are crazy that is not (laughs) my area of strength (laughs) in terms of relationships and dating because that was such a struggle for me for so many years but you know overcoming that struggle and transforming that part of my life did lead me to set up Project Love with my beautiful business wife Vicky yeah and um and, and it's thank just goodness it does exist. Yeah, exactly. And I love having the two of them. Yeah. I love having Project Love and everything that's involved in that, the podcast, the community, the Instagram community and the journal. Um, but then I, the career change stuff, I just, I love it. I love, love, love coaching people through the career change journey because it's such, it's a scary thing to do. It's a brave and courageous thing to do. Um, and you, you grow, yeah. You really step into yourself and you discover what you're really made of and who you really are and
0: well, it's like a sliding doors moment, isn't it? It's like well you could stay where you are. Yeah. You could stay in doing what you're doing and always wondering why. But then there's this other train that you can get on which yeah. is about exploration. Oh, that it's, is it's yeah. about, you know, trying things out. So who comes to you for career coaching? At which stage would you say is there like a stage people are at? Oh, well, usually they are feeling totally
1: stuck, anxious, so confused, probably been trying to figure it out for some time, reading all the books. Applying for new jobs. Yes. Constantly. Exactly. Maybe this new job, changing jobs. Yeah. Um, Oscillating between actually one month. Actually, do you know what? It's all right. Oh, God, no, I've got to get out of this. Finding themselves quite often in the, you know, the toilet cubicle crying because they just, I can't go on. Um, and so it's varying degrees. Some people are just like, I just feel like there's more to life than this, and this I, I'm all right in my job, but like actually, I feel like there's there's more, and I need to explore more. And others are just like, I get me out. I, yeah. I this is this is sucking the soul out of me. And so often I hear people say, maybe I'm the one you can't help. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love it when people say that because I've heard this over and over and again for so many years, and it's always just like. Yeah, okay. Well I mean it, well, you would be the first. I mean we that could be not you know, there's a chance that it could be that. But people once they come to see me, the journey's already begun. Yes, of course. You know, this is the piece people think, should I? Should I start this journey? It's just like, oh babe. <laughs> this the the wheels are already in motion. Yeah. If you're thinking this stuff and you're already feeling like maybe I do need help, if you're reaching out or like I can't go on like this, the journey has already begun that like you know you're already
0: we're already taking action aren't you're you we're already taking Reaching, action. I always say this to people when they come to me for coaching is even if it's that first discovery call that you have it's like you like give yourself a moment to congratulate yourself that you have <gasps> done something even if it's having a 30 minute free phone call with somebody you have done something yeah. to start making a positive change. Yeah.
1: That's all right. I mean that's a huge action yeah. actually when it's people get to that action. stage. But people can be in the process of realizing that this phase of their life is actually over and and it will happen you can try stopping it. Yeah. But if there's something else for you. Yeah. And there's something and I and I see it so often and you must see this as well that it's like it's like a spirit and there's something in them that is like Mm-hmm. Willing them forward. It's a
0: metamorphosis, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if, if you use the analogy of Russian dolls, like we have so many different versions of ourselves in this beautiful lifetime that we've got. And for sp- so often, it's like we're stuck in this Russian doll, we're stuck in this chrysalis that doesn't quite fit us anymore. And you really are like trying to elbow your way out of it. But the only thing that's keeping you there is your fear. Yeah. And you know, and one leg's already poking out and it's all a bit uncomfortable. And that's often where, when you're talking about career change, for example, I think about different chapters in life, and you, having done career changes myself quite often, not consciously, when you look back at it and you go, Oh, those why that's why that relationship with that work partner or that environment or that company got really toxic. That's why this didn't work out in the way it did. That's why this mistake happened over and over again because. I didn't fit there anymore. Yeah, That exactly. version of me didn't fit there anymore. And actually, when you're talking about it, it's we do change. Yeah, of course. We've got this weird kind of hangover from post-industrialization or post-industrial revolution and, and post-war babies as well. Like my mom's a, a post-war baby or a, she's actually a baby boomer. And it's like you have a job for life. Yeah. It's like nobody does that. Nobody does that anymore but our education exist. system yeah
1: prepares us for the factory line yes and um i don't know if you've ever seen seth godin's talk as a ted talk i think about education and he talks about that and mm. and obeying mm. and just following orders and sitting at the conveyor of the fa- in the factory line yeah um and so and just so so many people t- are not suited to that And they can start off being like, oh, okay, this is what you do and you're chasing the outer ideals of success and now this paycheck is allowing me to get this and now this and now this and and it's the next thing and it's the car and it's the house House. and it's the, you know, all these things and the possessions and then suddenly you get to like, oh, I've got to the place where this, now I'm happy. No, Mm, I'm not happy. But this
0: was what? I'm not fulfilled.
1: I'm not fulfilled and I thought once I had all these things, this is what I've always been told. If I get all these things, then I will be happy and here I am, and that's when people are like, right, there, there's more to life than this.
0: Well, we are in a post-capitalist <coughs> society. I mean, we, I know we're in a capitalist yeah. society where everything is just about the material wealth and having the stuff. And But actually, when it comes to purposeful, creative, heart-led, yeah. being human with this incredible in spirit that we've got, it just it can't exist there,
1: can it? Yeah, no. So many of us are not suited for the education system that we have, and so many of us are not suited to um, the world of nine-to-fives, having a boss, office work, following rules and and being told what to do. But some people are. Some people really like, you know what, I'm good with that, and I'm having a great time at work, outside of work, and it's it's important to emphasise that. But there are so many of us that we are just not creatures fit for that kind of environment at all, and eventually something in us it would just get so hard that we have to make a change and I think but I do think it's it's you know that change does start before you even if you don't want it to and it's and the point where people reach out and go right I need I'm going to do something about this I'm actually going to be proactive in bringing about this change they're just stepping I don't know why I'm thinking of this analogy, but if you put on a pair of skis down a mountain and just did nothing and flopped <laughs> on the floor, you're going down anyway. Yeah, yeah. But you can either d- decide to be engaged in that and like, okay, actually, I'm going to shunk, 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 yeah. you know, stand up, lean in or Bend lean out. Bend the down. knees. I'm, I'm not a very good skier. Bend the knees, oh get some God, poles, like, you know, learn to parallel ski, whatever it is, um, or you just flop there. But if you're going to go down to yeah. the bottom of that mountain. It's either going to be
0: okay getting down <laughs> there or you're going <laughs> to yeah. be bumpy on your ass.
1: Or like, you know, catch that, you know, catch it and actually start taking charge of it and realize that. Change can be so exciting. We just it, it
0: feels so scary. Well, you're dealing with all of the belief systems, as we've just spoken about, of society. Like yeah. this is what you should be doing. You've got your parents probably telling you why you should stay in your. You know, why would you leave your job? Job's not your. Your job's not supposed to be enjoyable. Yeah. Exactly. Why would you leave it? But it's a paycheck, and you need to get your pension and it all this so kind It looks so good
1: on paper. Yeah. You know but it Why, looks, would, well, why would you so throw lucky. that all out? People would kill for that job. I know. All of that stuff. Exactly. It's all going to go horribly wrong. But what I love about it, you know, you see people coming through the other side and I do a three month program and obviously in three months they're not like in their brand new career and it's all, it's all taken off, but they're definitely on the career path that they're like, this is, they're excited. Like I know now what I'm doing. I know where I'm heading and I know now how to make this happen. But what's also with it is that they have stepped into who they really are.
0: I was going to say, it's not just going to be about career coaching, is it? This is...
1: People come alive. Yeah. You see people come alive and realise, and they give themselves permission to make things like... Often it's like to have fun in life, not just with their work, but like outside. And they, they've got a bit tired and bored of life and have forgotten. You know, you can go out there and a lot of people around you are also wanting to have fun too. And it's just like, oh my God, I'm up to all these things now just because I went and said, you know, and, I, and I'm sort of putting it out there. And I think, but yeah, seeing people come alive... And also, you know, that stripping, like you say, all these mindsets that at first are so hard. You're like, oh, your head hurts. You know, oh, God, so yeah, loud. I feel so... Tri-. All these shoulds and that sensible thinking, the stuff your family's always yeah. told you. And there's lots of stuff as well. I don't want to betray my family. They work so hard. Who am I to now do work, make good money and enjoy it? Like, and so having to work through those mindsets and, and shift your perspective... You're
0: burning off a lot of your ego. Mm. I, I was I mean, gonna, yeah. You know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's all ego, isn't yeah. it? And ego gets a bad rap. It just wants to keep you safe. Exactly. But it just comes at it from a very strange way of doing oh, things. The shitty committee is like call that inner critic, absolutely. And so, yeah. so
1: uh, identifying that, seeing how it's been running the show, learning how to manage your shitty committee is the most liberating thing, which is why you see people come alive. Yeah. Because they're just like, oh my God. Yeah. This is how it can be. This is how I can be. And actually going away, realising that from now on, they can approach this to all areas of their life. It's just, you know, the dreaming, coming up with your own vision.
0: And it's trust in yourself, isn't it? And your own essence, because when you realise that actually that might be somebody else's story and not yours, God, how freeing is that? Again, yeah. where can you take that into other areas of your life? Yeah. Oh, I can live it by my own way. Oh, I can give myself permission to do that. Yeah. How, I mean,
1: that's just beautiful, isn't it? Exactly. And it's almost like it begins a whole new chapter in all areas of your life I think it's important though as well to emphasize that like sometimes people can look at it like it's that's going to require some enormous terrifying one big leap into something new and actually it's never like that I mean sometimes people choose to just quit their job the next day but more often than not people can't um and it really and you use the word you know experimenting and exploring before which one it was one or the other
0: (laughs) I ex- put the ex- two exper- words. Experiential.
1: Experimenting. Experimenting. <laughs> yes. It's a new word you heard a in here first. A um, hybrid. It really is more, and projects is, is how I approach all of it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so here are some ideas you'd like to explore. Let's explore them. Try, out, try them out in a small way. Try them on for size. Which ones do you love? Oh, I really love this one. Actually, this one, it was all right, but I can't see myself wanting to do it all the time. Great. So that could be a hobby maybe you do now and again. And then it's like, right, explore this one. Let's go and talk to people. You know, you go and talk to people about what it's like doing that job or what different options there are doing those kinds of things, what kinds of careers could it be, and exploring it. And then, you know, each each phase you go through, it's like...
0: Another project to try it out, so it's never has to be. I really like this because this comes into the idea of failing forward. Mm. Because none of you know, this is all as we say, experimentation. Yeah, people have this strange concept with the idea of failure which fyi doesn't exist it's just a construct that word is just made up yeah i don't use the word failure no, it doesn't it's come it's into it's it experimentation isn't it so what you're saying is here is with this experimentation with this exploration with trying things out it gives you the opportunity to fail forward which is as we know is something that's used in in big businesses pixar yeah. use it all the time and that's how they create those incredible creative projects because they give themselves a space to get things wrong, to try things out, to see what doesn't work, see what does work. And then they come out with an amazing product at the end of it. Yeah. And so this gives people the safe totally to do that. This is my approach. And you've got somebody to do it with you. Yeah. Yeah. So if things didn't quite work out, you're like, instead of going into that shame place... It's like, actually, what was it about that that didn't work? Let's look at that. Let's look at what did work. Let's look at that, you know. That's exactly it. Yeah,
1: that's exactly it. And so I, I never use the word failure or success. I'm, I'm so triggered by the word failure. I just don't, I'm just like, no. What I, and I've always looked at it like this, is it's about trying something out and then you do it and then you review it mm-hmm. and you look at what worked and what didn't work, yeah. what I loved what I didn't like so much. And if it's you're trying something out, say, I've decided I want to be an interior designer and I come and help you come up with a new vision for your bedroom. And I say, right, this is the part I love doing. Didn't like this so much. And I speak to you. Mm. I'm like, what part of that did you find most valuable? And which part could you
0: take it or you leave could, it? Yeah, you could have the ideas <coughs> of being the next Laurence, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. I mean, old reference there. <laughs> but you could really actually just be into CAD drawing. You know, it could be something you weren't expecting it
1: to be. Exactly. And so it's about, and then like, okay, well, I really like this bit. And if it's at a stage where you're trying an idea out, where you're offering a service or a product, and the feedback is that people like this, so people like this bit, so the sweet spot is this. Right, now what's my next iteration? How can I take it forward and try it out to the next stage? So it doesn't have to, there doesn't have to be any failure in it. There's no definitive Mm. sort of end. Oh my God, I'm so
0: embarrassed. It's like that worked or it didn't work that's it and that is such an amazing skill to have in the rest of your life of isn't course. it? of
1: course and then you can try all sorts of things and I've had clients who had a client recently who did an amazing put on an event and she had been so stuck when she came to she had all these ideas and she never ever made them happen and never followed them through she said tell you what if I could just do one project and actually see it through like right to the end and I mean that alone would be great and so she did it and all along I was like look this could be a thing that There's definitely potential for it to become a much bigger thing and for you to take it on. But even if it doesn't, you're going to learn so much from this and you're going to realize that you do have what it takes to make something happen and put it out in the world. And you're going to be so proud of yourself. And when you do... And honestly, I remember when I first did it, when you do that and you realize, I can do this, like you say, from that point on, then you can try different ideas. And you might be like 10th idea this is the one I want to do. Give yourself a year to try stuff out. It doesn't have to be an overnight
0: big leap into the unknown. I'm the eternal experimenter. As am I. Always (laughs) trying out new things. And I've just come back from doing, taking the awakening to a family festival on the Isle of Wight and did it within six weeks. But it was quite good because, again, I've gone from taking having an idea last year and saying, right, I'm going to do a festival of well-being, you know, as you do, putting it together in six months and then having a, a, a phone call on the ferry on the way home going, do you want to come and do this thing in six weeks? I was like, yeah, why not? Cause I'd done it. But actually the point I was going to make was I had the wonderful Natalie Costa, who's a, oh, yes! who's a kid's mindfulness and empowerment, uh, teacher teacher coach she's amazing anyway she was doing this great session with the kids on friday morning where she was getting them to fold up pieces of paper Mm. pieces of card and seeing how difficult it was to get to the end and fold that last piece that wouldn't like (laughs) do it and they were like i can't do it this is really hard this is really hard then she got them to open it up then she got them to fold it up again and of course it was getting quicker and quicker and quicker and she was like see now you've done it isn't it like just goes to show how easy it is to do it again and again and again? And you might do it slightly differently next time, but that's okay. You're still to get oh to where God, you need to get. I to. love that. I know. Oh God! And but we don't get taught this stuff. Do you it? know or why We forget I'm, it. This is why I'm obsessed with people with
1: Natalie Costum people that doing this work for children and books like this for children. I buy them for myself. Yeah. Because I'm like, um, I am not too old to be learning these lessons Absolutely. now. Absolutely. We weren't taught. the I certainly was not taught these lessons as a child. That's not not at school, um, you know, not in my, my environment. And so, yeah, God, it's just, I love that. Yeah. But, yeah, totally. The more you try it, the more you're like, okay. And it's okay to be a first-time of
0: doing something as well. Well, this
1: is the big thing. So this is where I see, you know, you really see people get stuck is they have an idea and they want to wait until they know they're going to do it perfectly. Yes. And then, of course, they never, ever do it. Yes. So you really, as well as... Um, exploring experimenting trying things out and then looking going what worked what didn't work really have to be open to going you know what I always say it's like the first pancake no one ever eats the first pancake it's always a mess it's It's just like this is it's (laughs) it's (laughs) got holes in it it's like it's never good no it's always like the 20th pancake and you're like you know eyes closed and you're flipping in it's just like another another hit now I can take (laughs) a world
0: record on look at me I'm (laughs) so good.
1: And for that first one is ever good, so you have to be able look with the with Project Love Podcast, I remember saying to Vicky, let's start a podcast. And she's like, What? She's like, How do we do that? I was like, listen, I've got recording equipment on my computer, on my laptop. We'll just record, we'll talk about love. We'll talk about love and you know, exploring it and challenging our, you know, perceptions of love. And she's like, Okay. And then we did it, we popped it on SoundCloud. And within like, I don't know, the tenth podcast or something, we really started mm. to get a following. And she was like Wow, and it really opened her eyes at the time because she'd been, you know, in, in the world of employment up until then and working for big businesses and social media strategies, she's like, God, you can literally, you can just yeah. put that stuff out there. Yep. And it's okay. And it took like, me yeah.
0: three years to get to a podcast. Mm. But then when you realise actually how easy it is. <laughs> and I think this <laughs> is like the thing with most things, isn't it? We put things up on this big pedestal. Yeah like I want to change my career, I want to do this now, but it seems (gasps) so far away, Yeah, so far away, that we just go, well, I can't get over there and it's going to take all this hurdle to get there. So what would you suggest then? How do we start doing that, like start taking that action? Yeah,
1: there's that, and that's the thing as well. Not quite now because, you know, I've got other stuff going on, I haven't got the energy. That said, if you are completely kind of, barely got a spare moment of your life and you are really being run down by work and then you've not got a lot of headspace then I think create it's starting to create some space that's the
0: first starting point is self-care, yeah. self-care, self-care
1: self-care self-care people often come to me already pretty burnt out yes. and sometimes in those three months the first month is really about getting you getting your mojo back mm. and getting you to rest and getting that self care back in because once you need to be able to come from a full cup, yeah. you can't be running on empty and then trying to think of change. You yeah. haven't got the resilience to get. Well, it's like change. coming out of a
0: toxic relationship, isn't it? Because it's essentially when you've grown out of that career, you are in a toxic relationship with yeah. it. So you've got to come back to that place of nurture. You absolutely yeah. has o- otherwise you're going to go into straight into another one. Uh, totally. So it's really important that so start with self care, but I think
1: also to recognise that. Again, the idea that a career change has to be like charging in and I have to have, you know, quit my full-time job to give my, you know, to be able to give enough time to this. No way. I mean, I usually work with people who are working full-time and so they haven't got that much time and I don't give them lots of exercises and writing exercises all about going out there. I always find it funny that people spend so much time trying to think their way through a career change and I like ultimately you're trying to figure out what it is you want to do with your life and career so you need to do things <laughs> to figure it out, not mm-hmm. think about things, yeah. so it's all about, you get so much action um, clarity through action, but I think it's just really small things, what, you, what I would suggest is um, put aside maybe one evening a week, um, or part of a weekend, where you dedicate a couple of hours to just starting to think about it, looking at what resources are out there? You know, workshops on, you know, books, stuff like that about career change, about going through the career change journey. Um, if you people usually have an idea of like, I don't know what I want to do, but I just feel like I want to be more creative, then would you just go and do some creative things? Because you go and do that screen printing class or that pottery, you will reconnect with that creative side, and that is the p- side of you that neat will start to tell you this is what you could do, you know? So it's like, even stuff that doesn't feel, well, I don't necessarily want to be screen printing for a career. It doesn't matter. You might not go down that. It's about getting back into um, creativity. Maybe movement is your thing. Maybe nature is your thing. Everyone has something that helps them come back alive and reconnect with themselves. So doing that stuff. And then... I mean, obviously, you can come and check out my coaching programs and get in touch with me. SelenaBarker.com is where I have most of my stuff about that. Um, but yeah, just, uh, just putting time aside and dedicating a little bit of time each week, long before you feel like, well, I know I'll have time next year, towards the end of next year. Don't wait until then. If you're already thinking about it now, you need to start allowing that momentum to move. But you really can, small, bite sized things, listen to podcasts. Um, go if you know anyone or a friend of a friend who's made a career change go and speak to them because they'll tell th- and they'll encourage you yeah you know speak to those this ones. is the thing
0: we feel like we're on our own when we're doing that yes and that it's all gonna you know we play out this disaster movie yeah unfortunately that's as human beings the evolution means that we look for the worst in things we look for the fear yeah we operate with fear because we have to yeah, yeah. we have to that's just the way that we that, how yeah, we survived exactly. as Homo sapiens but doing that small things talking to people getting inspired tuning into your creativity allowing your creativity to flourish then it becomes fun yeah and and you're absolutely right connecting with other people who are
1: going through the same journey so when i used to run workshops with career shifters the biggest the feedback we got at time and time again after every workshop was, you know, one of the most valuable things out of all of this was being with like-minded people going through the sa- in the same boat as me. Yeah. It was always that because finally it's like, oh my God, it's not just me. And look at these smart, interesting people yeah. because you think, oh my God, I'm a failure. Like, wow, I, to- I chose totally the wrong path. This and most of us are gonna career change at least once. It's pivoting isn't it It's pivoting yeah. Because
0: we change as well So I wanted to come on To this topic actually is Because um, a lot of the time People say Oh well I'm You know I'm running out of time Or it's too late for me To start something new now I kind of come from The other end of it It's like I still want to be doing something When I'm in my rocking chair yeah. Do you know what I mean 100% like, uh, Until they cart me off I'm not retiring In my mushroom anything. suit Oh my god You know Have I told you I, 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 <laughs> Like I want to be mer- buried In a mushroom suit <laughs> Okay, random, but, you know. <laughs> it's the eco mushroom way. Mushroom colour, or actually no, it's a be dressed as a mushroom? It's not dressed as a mushroom, <laughs> that would be... Hilarious! Can you imagine the coffin? Like, can you imagine? Wow. No, it's a mushroom what suit. What understanding
1: family. <laughs> this is what she wanted. This is what she
0: wanted. She loves mushrooms. What can we say? She you better
1: specify. <laughs> you make it clear to them. Uh, I don't literally d- mean dressed as a mushroom. So
0: I and myself actually had this conversation on the way down to the <laughs> festival recently. No, I mean a mushroom suit, which they, they put you in so that you can... This is a really off-topic conversation, but, you know, we're talking about end-of-life stuff. That's okay. That you can... um you. It feeds the nutrients in the soil. Oh, okay. Anyway, that when I'm in my suit. mushroom suit, <laughs> I still want to be doing shit, you know? Yeah. So, coming back to my point, which has completely gone off the other direction. Um, it's it p- too late. Yeah, it's oh. too late. Yeah, of course. And everyone has this fear. And um, it is another fear, isn't it? It's yeah. It's another ego trick. I'm
1: always... Yeah, I'm, I like you said, I'm like, oh, God, yeah, of course, that is a common fear it's never too late I've I've worked with people I've worked with a man who was in his 80s and it's hilarious oh changing my God, career amazing. scientist very you know eminent scientist who was just like well I've retired for, I mean obviously different he'd retired from that he's just like but I I don't want retire, to retire I just want a new career and he got into photography and doing these YouTube photography like oh tutorials goodness. for people you know who wanted like create nice digital photos but didn't weren't very good with you know technical stuff and, um, yeah, he was amazing. But it was funny because I do a, an exercise which is looking towards your 80-year-old self. Yes. Far, far, far into the future. And he's As like, you're trying a mushroom well, suit on for size. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm 82, so I can't do that exercise. I was like, maybe think about being 100? <laughs> he's like, sure.
0: <laughs> 80 years' it.
1: time. Fine, I'll try that. Um, so it is definitely never too late. But I also think people sometimes people do make a total career change in which they use no i'm gonna go back no one ever makes a career change in which they use not one skill or piece of experience from their previous work then you never do well you can't always value because you were in that career for a reason there were definitely things in it that you were good at um it might have been totally the wrong environment you might have felt like it was didn't you give you any sense of purpose or sort of meaningful contribution to the world that's fine and those things can change but there, invariably there will be elements that you can you know bring back into it like you know you have with your well it's funny
0: because I was doing event and festival work 16 18 years ago there you go and what's been really great is okay so I started up this festival I've got all the amazing skills that I had then oh my god and people kept saying you're so calm you're so and I was like, yeah, because I've done this. <laughs> like, this is nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, org- I'm super organized. Yeah. But I'm also really creative. Exactly. And, you know, that that muscle memory doesn't leave you. Yeah.
1: So I just think that um, you will, people ne- people always worry, oh, God, I, you know, I'm too old to so start from scratch. And I think also that's the other thing. We make so many assumptions of what it's going to look like. Oh, well, if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to become a photographer, I'm going to start from scratch and earn, like, five pounds an hour and and I can't possibly t- that's that's not necessarily how it's mm. going to work out and you need to listen to how look at how other people do it and I've seen I saw a business director in an ad agency pivot I mean talk have talked about pivot, into being a creative director and about a year later was winning awards wow
0: she had it there all along just because yeah. she
1: hadn't used it since school. Or she it was put, in Or her. it had been put a label on. Exactly. She was being creative within versus, her yeah. role as in, in business. Like it was still there, but now it was being applied in a totally different way and bringing in her natural talent. So it's, yeah, I think never make an assumption. If you're making assumptions about well I can't because of this, it's like you we need to unpack that and check that check those
0: facts. It's a really good point to make actually because that was you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is people associate a career change with starting again, which means they've got to give up the lifestyle that they've got or <laughs> the amount of money that they're earning or, you know, various things. How do we work around that yeah ego trick? Look, the money thing is one of the biggest things
1: people that is stopping people. They always assume if I do what I love, then I'm not gonna get well paid for it. Yeah. Um, if I do something that makes a difference, then I'm not gonna be able to ask for a lot of money for it. Now sometimes people do take a step down salary wise. That does that does happen save someone going from a you know corporate environment as a banker go into charity they're probably not going to get the same salary what you often find is they realize it makes no difference because they don't feel they have to be buying themselves what's well, about what things. makes you feel
0: rich doesn't yeah, it yeah
1: they're not trying to fill up the emptiness mm-hmm. with with possessions and holidays and all the rest of it they're like i'm totally fine without the latest i don't know watch <laughs> Know what people buy when they have lots of money the most expensive like a huge range of handbags expensive designer handbags they don't need that stuff anymore but s- often um you know it's really important to me that people if they're going to make a career change you want long term this needs to be something that's giving you the money that you need to feel comfortable and abundant mm. so um it's no good stepping into something where you're like it's fine I'll live off, you know, bread and beans for the rest of my life. At least I enjoy my work. It's like, you can have both. So let's make this work. And I really love what Marie Folio says, it's all figureoutable. Yeah. Because I just think, and it's always like, there are so many different ways we can do this and so many different ways you can take stuff that you love and make good money from it. And maybe there is an element that you want to do that really doesn't earn much money. And you can also do that you don't have to dedicate yourself completely yeah. to that. We don't want you to now be a martyr and sacrificing yourself and your wealth because you're doing something that you love. It's not, like a, it's not a balance where it's like, oh, well, because I hated my work, I made lots of money, but now I love my work. I can't also make lots of money because that would be too good to be true. Then you come back to that betrayal of family. Yeah. They worked really hard to make money, so I've been sacrificing my own health to make money. If I now make money and enjoy good health and happiness, I'm betraying them. And it's just like, okay, let's have a conversation about that.
0: Yeah, and that again, that's I'm picking those old stories and those old beliefs exactly. that aren't yours necessarily. Yeah.
1: And that you didn't realise was going on. Yeah. You exactly. didn't realise that was at play. Yeah. So the money thing is something that really gets people stuck, but there are so many in each option.
0: It's really about being creative and, and looking. There are always options. There's always options. And it is it is really following the breadcrumbs of the things that, one, you're really bloody good at. Yeah. And the things you love doing and seeing the potential in all of it. Yeah. And trying it out. Yeah. And also what
1: sometimes often people do is they realize, you know, what? I've got this really well-paid job doing corporate stuff. I'm going to do some of that, but now as a consultant. yeah, So I'm going to dip into it. Not caught up in office politics anymore, and I have you know the money that I want, the money that makes me happy and comfortable to be able to enjoy the things I enjoy in life. But it also frees me up to spend time doing this other thing that may or may not make me money. But I'm not going to put any pressure on it making money because I love it and it fe- feeds
0: my soul. And those two things can work really well together. Well, they then feed the work, don't they? Yeah, it's something that you really enjoy doing it gives you more. Love for what you do. It gives you more compassion. It gives you more empathy. Yeah. It gives you more creativity. And
1: then people are often like, actually, do you know what? I'm going to be honest. I actually like this part of my current job. So I wouldn't mind doing that. What I'm missing though is this creative bit that doesn't need to come into that particular job. It could be that it comes outside of work and then when you've got those two things together, you're like, this is perfect. Yeah, My logical problem-solving side is doing this corporate stuff and my creative artist side is doing this creative stuff and, and... I'm fulfilled and I'm making the money I want to make and I've got, you know, the creativity and that's also the creative work can also make you loads of money. I so, love that.
0: You know? Yeah. it's it's There's always a way. There's always a way. And it may, yeah, like with that, it may not be the career change. just you needed a change in your life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about self-care then. So mm. what are your kind of go-to self-care tools that you use?
1: Mine? Yes.
0: So... I'm a
1: mum as well as running my own business. So time is I have to be really savvy with it <laughs> to manage my self-care. Sleep is like sleep is my saviour. Having enough sleep. Um prioritizing sleep. I was thinking about this to this today. I was like, I really I need more sleep tonight, so I'm gonna make sure I get home by a certain time and be in bed and like just really prioritizing that. The other thing I do for self care is really I need to. I'm an extrovert. I need to process stuff by talking stuff through. Journaling is something I I like journaling. I don't often have a lot of time to sit down and journal because when I'm sitting down, I'm doing other stuff. So (laughs) it always makes you sound and look a bit mad. I use the voice notes, Mm -hmm. like voice recorder. For some reason, because it's recording, it feels like it's like writing into a journal. No one's going to read the journal but writing it down helps. So if I voice record and I talk stuff through yep. your processing it. I process it and then I can hear myself. You know when you're talking to someone you're saying you're like, oh my god, you know what? Now I'm saying it out loud it sounds ridiculous and I now know what to do. Yeah, that's what course. I get from using my voice notes. So that's really that really helps. And also obviously I've got friends I can talk to, but they're not always
0: available. So my voice note, my phone <laughs> <laughs> Always is you available. Know, you, you say that that sounds quite crazy, but actually, um, my friend was doing that when we were in Wales a little while ago because she'd had, uh, we'd been through this incredible experience, and she was like, actually, I can't write it down quick enough. And it, there's a disconnect between my head and the pen. So she did the same thing. There you go. It was like two hours of a voice note. Yeah. Just processing it.
1: I mean, and I save them. I don't know what I'm ever going to do with them. I don't, no one needs to listen to them. But yeah, so that really helps. And actually my new thing recently in the past six months has been getting into running. So I had, I've had such resistance to exercise pretty much since I was a teenager. I was very like athletic and sporty at school and then it just stopped. I did get into, well, martial arts and yoga for a bit when I was younger. But over the past, since, particularly since I've had my son, just, just don't do it. And finally, I had a breakthrough of realizing running is so good for me, for like just mentally clearing my head, d- getting stress out of my body, getting that cardio whatever you're supposed to do, workout going on. Don't they ask me. They keep me. telling you you're supposed to do. <laughs> um, Are <cardiovascular. laughs> And you know, I was always really, I was tired a lot. Yeah. And I knew that that would also help energise me. And I was like, I don't, and, and running, because it's the easiest thing there, because again, I don't have a lot of time to you know, be going off to dance classes and all the rest of it. Or I don't want to prioritise that. Use my time for that. But running, I can put on some shoes, run for 20 minutes or back from nursery, run around the park a few times and Done. I, didn't, I don't have to enjoy it for it to be good for me. And as soon as I started embracing that and just going for runs anyway, listening to podcasts just to distract myself from the tedium and the fact that I hated running, and now I'm into it. Yeah. But, I, but that said, sometimes I start off and I'm like, oh, God, I hate running. <laughs> but sh- usually about 10 minutes in, I'm like, okay, this is good. And I can manage half an hour now.
0: And it's so good for processing stuff as well, isn't <gasps> it?
1: It makes such a difference. It, it just, the way I can come out of that, and sometimes I'll like check in with different sides of me, you know, the upset one and the angry one and the sort of wise sort of facilitator and have a conversation with all those parts of me and come out from the run being Therapy like... Therapy
0: run. Oh, my
1: God, that was good. Yeah. You know, having that, I needed to have that. Because you know, otherwise, if you went myself, home
0: and you were sat in front of a computer or you were, you know, doing... Stewing s- on something. Yeah. It wouldn't go anywhere, would no. it? No.
1: And just having the break from the computer. So, yeah, that has made a really big difference. But it was the the whole notion that... Just like brushing your teeth. Mm. I don't go, well, I'm not going to brush my teeth this week because I don't feel like it. It's just like, okay, oh, good
0: luck with that. <laughs> Chatting to people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: so um yeah those are my my three self-care things amazing that i do
0: so what's coming up for you next <gasps>
1: well with project love we've got the journal so the goodbye now goodbye 2019 hello 2020 journal which um we have got we haven't really oh, <laughs> i don't know well, we're gonna be re- we're
0: in september so. we're in
1: september Oh, so we will have already revealed by now the new cover and the fact that we've got a publisher, which is so exciting because it's such a dream. We self-published last year, the year before it was a Kickstarter. And just being able to get it out, you know, on the high street into more hands. So, so, so excited about that. Look out for it in all
0: your bookstores. Yeah, put
1: it on wish list or pre-order to help us up the Amazon ranks. That's what you're supposed to do, isn't it? Um, Yeah, so excited. I mean, I love that journal. I've been using it for nine years and it has been such a key tool in um, shaping my life. So, yeah, very excited for that. And then with career change stuff courses and stuff like that i've got some little things that i can't reveal yet but exciting stuff coming up in 2020 um but just yeah making more space for one-to-one clients actually because for a couple of years i had to really bring that right down and wasn't doing any coaching at all for a while um but now yeah got lots of space and time for that and what else yeah more podcasts over on project love and just, yeah, I just... Do you know what? For me, and I know it's like this for you, but my career and my business are just the most delicious playground mm. and opportunity to connect with people and to grow and to be inspired and to, you know, share share my love out in the world. <laughs> cheesy though that sounds.
0: But it is it is an expression of you, isn't it? Yeah. That's I, so nice.
1: I love... My career has always been the love of my life. Yeah. Not the love, one of the loves of my life. <laughs> Sorry, partner, family, son, friends. <laughs> you two are the loves of my life. It's always been, yeah, a real
0: love of my life. Yeah. And so I we like can that. find you on selenabarker.com. selenabarker.com for
1: the career change stuff and then loveprojectlove.com for the journal. Amazing. And
0: podcast. We'll put the links up so you will yeah. all find this effervescent, gorgeous <laughs> human being who's going <laughs> to help you with your career. <laughs> so thank you so much, gorgeous one. Thank you.
1: Always such a delight, such a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening in to the first in the series of the Reset and Refocus Practical Magic Podcasts. I'm going to be back next week. I am back with the lovely woman who is Marianne Cantwell. And I can't wait to share all of her stuff with you. All about being a free range human. So tune in for next week. If you are in need of a bit of reset and refocus yourself over the next few months... I've defined and designed a reset and refocus coaching program. You can find out more about it on my website co. But essentially what it is, it's a three-hour session. It can be split up into one session or two sessions, however it works for you, where we can zoom out of where you're at right now. We can have a look around what's been going on for you, what has been working, what hasn't and resetting and redefining what you need and getting some energy into this time of year because there is a clarity and a sharpness to this time of year before we hunker down into winter. Do head over to the website and take a look there and I would love to hear from you. Until next week gorgeous ones, speak soon.